0: Keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wild Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details in an effort to help everyone all around the world lead better laid lives. And my guest today, I'm super excited to introduce to you, is Jack. Welcome, Jack. Hello. Thank you. Will you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself so they can get an idea of who they're hearing from?
1: Yeah. Um, I am an, an almost 55-year-old white male. My pronouns are he and him. I have all my original bits and pieces, <laughs> slightly modified in some cases. Okay. I am an engineer slash inventor. I uh, was born in L.A., uh, but grew up in in Northern California, just north of uh, San Francisco, and uh, that's where I grew up, and that's where I currently live.
0: Awesome. So will you take us back to your childhood or whenever it was that you first heard or remember hearing about sex?
1: You know, I think some of my earliest memories are uh, in kindergarten and just chasing girls around and just loving it, just in elementary school through junior high, high school, my entire life, I've just been fascinated with women. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Would you like chase it's, them on the playground or what was it oh, like? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Playing chase and, you know, just, and it, I mean, obviously with my guy friends and I, I think that this was you know fairly typical, but, you know, I can go through each grade in elementary school and say, yeah, I had a crush on this person mm-hmm. and on this person. And sometimes they would go through several years Yeah, and it was always just you know, being really captivated by certain women, certain girls. And uh, so those, I I think those are definitely some of my earliest, earliest memories. And as I kind of moved and grew up and, and started to figure out just what it was all about, I guess, was probably in sixth grade where I had a girlfriend for like, I think it was like seven or eight months and barely held her hand. I mean, yeah. we just hung out together, and you know, just the wanting and, and just trying to figure out this whole negotiation thing of of what it was like to to like somebody, mm-hmm. and you know, go and hang out at her house. It was great, you know. We, you know, it was very very innocent stuff. But then, you know, as I moved into seventh grade. You know, had a more official girlfriend, and you know, you'd walk each other to class. And I remember when, when you got to the point where you'd kiss somebody goodbye.
0: Oh yes, you know,
1: you know, remember that?
0: Well, no, I and actually that, never had that in middle school or high school. Like, I oh. never had, I never had like a relationship of any kind. Oh yeah, <laughs> I tried, yeah, but, but I didn't get anyone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no that was that was that was really really wonderful. And, you know one of my my fondest memories was we had a roller skating rink in town and we would go to these all night skate events where you, you know your parents would sign you in and they'd mm-hmm. sign you out and, you know in early early morning. I remember I'll say hooking up with this girl that uh you know we'd skate and hold hands and start kissing and whatnot and it was the first time I'd ever felt a girl up.
0: Oh you know, and, and,
1: and it was the most incredible experience. I mean, the first time I felt a woman's breasts mm-hmm. was like, wow, this is just, this is a gift from the goddess, <laughs> goddesses and the gods. <laughs> what is this thing? And I was just super, super captivated. Mm-hmm. But nothing really happened for, you know, many years. I was kind of a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to speak.
0: Can I ask, did you, yeah. that would have been in the 70s-ish. Oh, yeah. Did you oh, yeah, guys did you have sex ed in school?
1: Oh yeah no it's okay. actually it's actually pretty good
0: okay
1: yeah this was Ooh, uh, good Sex ed in California you know we we watched videos I think at that time they were still separating the boys and the girls yeah and, yeah, um, yeah and uh, but no it was all about you know reproductive health mm-hmm, to some mm-hmm, degree you know mm-hmm. this is how babies are made. In fact, it was in seventh grade. I remember my seventh grade science teacher talking about making love, yeah. and and thinking it was really <laughs> odd. It's like, well, that's a really strange <laughs> word um, or phrase. But I remember he was very serious, and he he did it. He did it. He did a really terrific job. And I remember getting the message enough to know about safe sex, so mm. that you know early on, that's great. There was always that thing, and this was you know in the late seventies, early eighties. So. Yeah. And which was really fortunate because, you know, a few years later, the AIDS thing came around. Yeah. So I think that at least in in where I grew up, that was a a pretty good message.
0: Okay.
1: So I, growing up, I was really very, very introverted and I still am. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I, uh, unfortunately, my, my father just as I got into high school. My father came down with cancer.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. And so
1: for my entire high school, he had cancer. And so I was very and my parents had just gotten divorced
0: oh jesus
1: um so yeah it was kind of this weird thing where i'm trying to i remember being really wanting to explore girls and and date and and do this stuff but i also had this family obligation to take care of my father who was very sick and so that really was an an interesting challenge i think that i had well actually i should kind of go back a few years back to sixth grade or whatever okay Uh, I had kind of an unfortunate, well, a very unfortunate episode. I uh, walked into my mother having an affair. She was oh,
0: having an affair. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah. At home? Yeah, it was at home. Yeah. Oh. I walked in on her with my Little League baseball coach. <gasps> Do you remember yeah. the
0: feelings? How did you feel? What was your reaction? What well, I didn't happened? well, I didn't know
1: anything about it. I was probably yeah, it's
0: probably fifth grade or sixth yeah, grade somewhere in there. It's pretty young.
1: I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what was happening. I just saw this person getting off of my mother in bed. I mean, it clearly they clearly acknowledged that I was there, and uh, honestly, we, my mother and I didn't talk about it for thirty five years. Uh, but you until, did
0: thirty five years later.
1: Yeah, in therapy. Wow. <laughs> so. It, and, and the reason I, I think that this is important is I, I think we need to be aware of the things that we do do have an impact on other people
0: yeah.
1: and just just think clearly if you can about uh, about your actions and how they may affect other people uh, yeah. kids yeah. And, and whatever so that was that was kind of an interesting event and I've had I think a series of these odd or different events relating to sex throughout my life. In fact, when I was I, I 13th, it was my 13th birthday. We had a family gathering and I grew up in a very liberal, fortunately, a very, very liberal part of Northern California. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with knowing about gay and lesbian people and their lifestyles. My, my mother would have uh, some of her lesbian friends over to the house. That's and I amazing. Knew that we, we would go camping uh, as as families. Yeah, no, it was great. My mom is, is, is not... She's not a lesbian that I know of, but I remember having for my birthday party, some of her lesbian friends over and they were probably, you know, this this is a fairly young couple. They were probably 10 years older than I was
0: Mm.
1: and being really thick. This one woman was just absolutely beautiful, but there was a very negative incident that happened with that. It was my grandfather who was old. I mean, he was his grandpa, you know, he was in his eighties and he didn't get it he didn't understand and this was a kind of a defining yeah. moment in my life it, there was an incident where he basically said well you know the reason you're you're that way is you haven't had a real man and you know the <gasps> very very horrible yeah. horrible things that yeah. a person can say and i remember witnessing this whole event and thinking how can this happen you know what are you doing how as a person how can you do this yeah to another person and it was just it was just a horrible situation and that was really helped define my views that dude behave
0: yeah do, do <laughs> you, you remember know? how the women reacted
1: oh it was it was it was it was humiliating yeah i mean it was very demeaning to, yeah. to them yeah so anyway that i mean i i bring this up again because of people's actions mm-hmm. and how they can have these impacts i'm going to bring up one other negative story and then, or, or yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. story and then i'll move on to some very very fun things very good things excellent i have an older brother and he you know when you have when you're the younger sibling i think you look up to your your older siblings quite a bit and Absolutely. say this is how i this is how i need to behave well he didn't behave very well oh. <laughs> um yeah um, oh. Yeah. And he had a very, very beautiful girlfriend and he was two years older than I was. And mm-hmm. I was probably 14. I was 14 and she was stunningly beautiful. And I remember her having very nice boobs.
0: Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know,
1: when you're 14, you know, boobs are like yeah. magic. They're yeah. like, wow, this is incredible.
0: And I feel like they short circuit brains a little bit, too. It's like, uh, uh oh, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, you're still
1: at that age when you're going through puberty and all these hormones are raging. You're kind of a stem function person. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Plus, you have no experience or and not very many models because you're a child of how to interact appropriately right. around boobs yeah. because it's like this is a new thing. I have no personal right. experience. Other people won't talk to me about sex because yeah. we find that creepy to talk to, you know, to kids about sex in a weird yeah.
1: way. Yeah. Yeah. There was this one incident where he had his girlfriend over and I actually walked in. I walked home. I got home and they were having sex. In his bedroom, but okay. they knew I interrupted, so I, he was pissed off at that. Yeah, <laughs> even though I just I just got home, right? Um, and then she left uh, somewhat abruptly, mm-hmm. and you know he saw her out to her car, or whatever, and he came in and just beat the living snot out of me. I mean, oh, I remember really? just getting, Oh yeah, and he said it was because I stared at her boobs all the time. He says you make her so uncomfortable because you're always looking at her boobs, and whoa, yeah, yeah. So. From that incident, I developed this really weird nervous tick around women's breasts.
0: Okay, so today, can you glance? It's gone. It's gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, gone. Yeah. With, with, yeah. It's no, gone. With, uh, but I had to go to, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy to help re- yeah. develop techniques. I had this weird blinking tick where if I caught myself looking at a woman's chest, I would start blinking to kind of remind myself don't don't
0: do yeah, that yeah
1: because it, wow. it bothers women yeah and i had a very good therapist that helped me through that
0: <laughs> where did you get the message that it bothers women and From do you me- mean the blinking or the looking and the blinking
1: no i think it was my it was clearly that event with my brother saying yeah. don't stare at her boobs yeah
0: i mean that's pretty clear
1: yeah and it's you know it's a spectrum i remember my therapist saying look people some women like that some women like that attention and you know an understanding where that is and and others don't
0: yes i also will add it's context dependent for a lot of women yes you know? and that's that's the biggest thing that i'm running into is there's not a rule there are guidelines and hopefully we can read the social cues which i'm not always great at personally <laughs> I miss yeah. a lot of things that seem obvious to other people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Like my wife is very uncomfortable with, with that kind of attention. Mm. And from it, you? It, no, no, okay. from just men in general. Yep. Yep. And I and I know that there are a lot of people that are. I mean, I'm uncomfortable with attention.
0: <laughs> mm. um. I have made many people uncomfortable with attention.
1: <laughs> oh really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, hi, who are you? Oh, sorry. I'm you know, I I'm really much better now at like asking before touching and you know then like I work as a photographer a lot so I'm always like can I touch your Uh, collar I'm going to arrange you now you know so just working on that consent language for the past couple years has been uh, really good right but out in the wild sometimes I forget because I just get excited you know and I know I'm friendly and well-intentioned so
1: right but the other person and this is really if you think of this in the broader context of, of consent in general you know your intentions, yes. but the receiver doesn't necessarily know the intentions, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you,
1: it's very important to, to communicate well, yeah.
0: you know,
1: but and be guarded and respectful,
0: Absolutely. I think.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that brings us to, um, anyway, I, I mentioned that my father was sick and I'll bring uh, my virginity story, which I think is, is arguably one of the most wonderful sex stories I think I, I have. There yeah, was a yeah, the yeah. person who is I'm probably an angel of some kind. I don't know. <laughs> I if I I was 15 and I was I had a job. I was doing. I was a dishwasher in a in a family restaurant. And she, this woman, um, was finishing up her teaching credentials. She was like 24. She was, had her, her had a graduate degree, you know, a master's degree in teaching, and a, a credential. And I you know, she knew my, my situation at home, my family situation. And and so we would chit chat and she was kind of flirty and she was by far the most beautiful woman that worked in this restaurant Mm -hmm. and all the other guys just were totally into her. And I was oblivious because I, you know, I was, I academically, I did really well in high school and I was hung out in the library all the time and just studied. And so I, I mean, I, I knew, and I was really interested in girls and, and all this, but I did, I was a nerd. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of oblivious to social cues and, mm-hmm. and how it all worked. Totally. Well, you know, she was would be joking around with me, you know, and say, "Well, you know, when you turn 16, I'll take you out for your 16th birthday, and we'll go to a movie," and you know, and I said, "You know, haha, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun." But she was very serious about it. So it was like two days after my 16th birthday, we had a date, and you know, she's 24. Yeah. And, and I just I'd had my driver's license for two days. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, this is the most incredible thing. This is great. I, you know, so and this is, this is old school dating, right? Mm-hmm. So we, I remember we did dinner and a movie and I remember I have these vivid memories of watching this movie and holding her hand and somehow I started kissing her hand and, and, and just, you know, kissing her hand and kind yeah. of sucking on her fingers. And I I have no idea where that came from. Yeah. That's, and, that's and, a pro move. and, but yeah, well, <laughs> I guess. But remember, there was no, I mean, I don't, maybe there was one playboy in my house that my brother had or something mm-hmm. like that. I had no idea what to do. Although, I must admit, my dad, my parents had, you know, what, fear of flying, these these old school, a story of O, I think was
0: Oh, was yeah. one of the
1: maybe. Did you so read that? I remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Secretly, I, I sneak into the office and, and read a few pages, and then put it back on the shelf. And you know, so they didn't know anything was was mm-hmm, missing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to the the movie. You know, I'm kissing her hand, and then she grabs my hand and puts it down on her crotch in her you know vagina area.
0: Do you remember and, what she was wearing?
1: <laughs> oh, she had a skirt on. Okay. And panties.
0: Wow. And
1: I remember it just being it was just so wet. I mean, and I'm going, holy crap. What is this? This is this is just amazing, yeah. and and just being so <laughs> excited, and I mean I don't even know if I was thinking something would happen, but I just yeah. going because I again I had very little experience with the the actual act. You, it's not like you could go watch porn back in the day, yeah. right?
0: Yeah.
1: So anyway, we watched the movie. We went. I took her back home, and she said, "Well, do you want to come upstairs?" Basically, and I knew it was kind of on. <laughs> and we were making out and i remember going down on her mm. and just thinking oh man this is this is just heaven and then i remember it, this her birth the birth control that we used was was the diaphragm and this is old okay. school yeah right so she disappeared I'm like oh okay where what was and so she came back when she was you know she had the diaphragm in and all that and we had sex and the thing is I didn't know how it all worked. Yeah. I didn't know that my part moved in and out of her part. <laughs> <laughs> Did you figure it out? Did she guide you? Did oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she was. I mean, like I say, she was just. The, it was the most incredible, comfortable experience one could ever imagine for, you know, because she was experienced. And, I, and mm-hmm. I think she actually had a boyfriend at the time. Oh. <laughs> and maybe maybe, and maybe and she had a, uh, a hall pass or something like yeah. that from her boyfriend. But yeah, no, she, she told me what the story was. And I I remember her having an orgasm from oral sex. I do remember that.
0: That is amazing. And also, how did you know what oral sex was?
1: I, I am not sure. Uh, (laughs) I, I, uh, maybe, maybe she guided me down Mm -hmm. there or Mm -hmm. something like that. But I remember she actually talked a lot, not like dirty talk or think yeah. but she she guided and informed and communicated very well
0: how amazing would that be if all of our first times had like a loving guide that was like and now do this and now just how does this feel and that you know like that's
1: amazing oh, yeah. it's magical oh, yeah. yeah and I think that that's maybe one of the first experiences I had about about giving
0: mm.
1: and in the pleasure of giving and I, I I'm I, I'm still to this day consider myself very much a giver. I really, really enjoy when my wife has an orgasm. It is yeah. the most incredible experience, you know, and to, to know that I have helped her along the way to that journey yeah. to, on that journey is just, just fantastic.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So that was the night. And I remember getting home late and getting in a little bit of trouble <laughs> <laughs> because I was home late.
0: <laughs> but like, I, I, Okay.
1: I, it's, it's all right. <laughs> And then we, we, we got together one more time a few days later in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. after school Mm -hmm. and that was it. And we just kind of went our own way after a couple of months, you know, after working together and, you know, if, if there was one thing I wish I could do is just somehow get a hold of this person again and thank her for one of the best experiences. And, and I think that she knew I needed a little bit of kindness, a little bit of extra stuff at that point in my life.
0: Well, she so, sounds definitely like a sex angel. I oh, mean, my God. Yeah. You know, amazing. that was
1: a very, very positive experience. So
0: Can we go back a little bit and talk about your first experiences touching yourself? Do you remember anything around that? Like, when did it oh. happen? How did it start?
1: Oh, yeah. So that didn't happen until after I had sex. I had... The
0: f- what?
1: Yeah. no. Oh, um,
0: wow. I mean,
1: I, I probably did touch myself and whatnot, but I yeah. never ejaculated. I okay. didn't. And so when that whole thing happened, that it was like, wow, what, what happened? I knew it was something that was supposed to happen. I knew that yeah. that was supposed to happen, but I didn't know what it was all about. Yeah. And so then it was kind of game on. Right. I mean, Great. That's... <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, yeah. And I, I, in my family, you know, the, the sex education stuff, the sex talk, you know, my dad was kind of old school. I remember um having a girl over uh, when uh when I was in high school and it was like okay, you, doors got to be open. Okay. I don't, you know, be very careful. Um so but fortunately, you know, like I said, sex education was pretty
0: good. Yeah. So. Yeah. And where would you touch yourself when you were younger? Like were you in the bathroom, were you in the bedroom, like how did you find private space? Uh,
1: oh, is. I think it's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just primarily in the bathroom. And I it wasn't just I think it wasn't just touching my my penis. It was, you know, exploring my butt a little bit.
0: Oh really? And,
1: and understand. Yeah. That's yeah. great.
0: How did you get yeah. the idea to do that if you can remember?
1: I think it was just like, oh, well that Some kind of feels stuff. okay.
0: Yeah. And what about yeah. your balls? And did you put a finger in and like, will you just tell us the details of like yeah. what you discovered you yeah, liked true. when you were younger?
1: Yeah, no, it was I mean, it was kind of that. It was just kind of exploring for yours just going oh well you know that feels okay and I was I was okay with it you know Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what I mean so I'm an engineer I do Mm -hmm. I like to do control systems engineering so in control system stuff you want to achieve something but you have to you measure stuff and you get feedback so I'm really good at feedback you know if it feels good do it yeah and so and that's the way like with my wife I love moving just slightly moving my hands around doing something different and in hearing the breathing Mm -hmm. and 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 the sounds are different and go okay this is a positive reaction so continue to do that thing or or explore so i think it's kind of the same thing when, when you're with yourself yeah so yeah, I have no idea in a lifetime how many times I've, uh, I've, I've enjoyed myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder about that sometimes, too. I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's well, I, a ticker somewhere.
1: I've, you know, it's interesting when you get to be a little bit older and you kind of calculate. And if you're in a long term relationship, it's thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of times. Yeah. Which is good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can you remind me how long you've been with your wife?
1: Uh, my wife and I got married just over a year ago. okay. This is my, my second marriage. okay My first wife I was with uh, for 26 years. So
0: Oh God, it, that's a long time.
1: <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time.
0: Are there any other experiences from your younger years that you want to share?
1: Uh, yeah, after I graduated from high school, I joined the military. It was a, a good step to help me get over the, you know my, my dad passing away. My dad I didn't say that my dad passed away when I was a junior in high school. Oh, wow. and that was really uh, a really difficult time. And it was shortly after he passed away that, um, I found out my girlfriend was pregnant. Um, and yeah, what um, did you
0: do? What were the feelings? What did she do? What did the parents do? What happened?
1: So it turns out that she was actually moving away and she, she terminated the pregnancy Uh and I lost contact with her. It was, uh, I mean, it was really kind of the worst of situations. And it was shortly thereafter that I, that I enlisted in the, in the army. Okay. Yeah. It was things were things were not good there for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not a big military kind of a person, but for me the experience was really good. It helped me mm-hmm. get, get some structure in my life. Yep. And it also uh helped uh with my sex stuff a lot. I, I go on worked out well. For, yeah, it worked out pretty well for me.
0: <laughs> nice. I remember,
1: having, I remember having sex in the barracks, in the army <laughs> really? barracks. Really? Is that times. allowed? Yeah. No. Oh. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was rather enjoyable. Yeah, there was. Uh, uh, this was back again, back in the eighties.
0: Uh-huh. Um, Can you say where you're stationed?
1: I was stationed in Oklahoma, okay, and in Missouri, and then up in the uh, Seattle area. Mm, um, okay. So in, in Oklahoma, there were there was this girl that in my group training class or my 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 advanced training class that and I, she and I just kind of hit it off. And you don't have any space. Yeah. But you know, you had weekends free and you'd find some spot in the barracks and
0: like just where have, like not your bed
1: <laughs> not your bed some other place bathrooms there okay. were empty barracks that you could sneak into okay. and you'd have to be listening for guard people on guard it it was pretty i mean it was not public sex or anything
0: yeah like yeah, that, yeah
1: but it was somewhat close to that and yeah. it was pretty hot and then you could always i mean people would go get hotel rooms cheap hotel okay. rooms and okay just have big parties and do sex stuff and fun things like that. Was um, it
0: was it mostly other enlisted members, or did you ever like did you ever get civilians on base? Oh or?
1: no, I had one that really uh, the civilian girlfriend I had when I was stationed in Washington. She really wanted to have sex with me in the barracks, in, in my room, with so other people could hear. But that never happened. <laughs> I was gonna you know, say that's, was, yeah. <laughs> but there was a really <laughs> a great experience that I had when I was living in Seattle. It was as a great confidence booster. You know, back in the day, you'd go to these laser shows. I remember going to laser Pink Floyd. So they played cool. Pink Floyd music and you'd have a planetarium and they'd have these laser shows. And it was this big thing. And uh, I remember going up to the Space Needle with uh, an army buddy of mine. And we we're walking around uh, outside before it happened. We went into the show. And when I walked out, there was a woman there with a little scroll She had this scroll thing on it. she says, here, this is for you. And she just handed me this scroll thing. And I thought, what is this? Is this a joke? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd walked into her store like two hours before and she was just captivated, I guess.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so she scurries off to back to work at the store. And I kind of read this scroll. And she said, you know, I saw you walking around and it was all in calligraphy and all this stuff. And she she had kind of stalked me into this laser show, and she knew that I would be coming out at some point. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, yeah.
1: So I, you know, I'm with my buddy, and it's like, all right, game <laughs> on. Let's let's check this out. Yeah. Right. So we went up there, and she had her coworker that was kind of partnered with with my buddy, Great. and I remember, yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know. This is like as cho- choreographed as you can get. I mean, yes. uh, they didn't quite get on. Um, get along as well as this woman and I did. Yeah, but uh, we—I remember riding the ferry to Bremerton mm-hmm. Island. There's a Navy station up there, and she gave me a blowjob on the ferry, right out, right out there. I remember being very cold
0: on the just, deck. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> it's, That's wow. Awesome. Did this get any better? Can I ask a question about that? Yeah. What is it like to be hard when it's very cold? Like, how does it happen?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. You know, because when you when things get cold, things yeah. kind of shrink up, and, and like you know,
0: I, I imagine if you're getting a blowjob, each time it's exposed to the cold Uh-oh. with the wetness, <laughs> unless it's like only deep throating. I don't know. That seems kind of like it could be shocking.
1: Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know that I remember that. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> But, That's good. Uh, that means
0: you get carried away by the overall sensation. Yeah. Or yeah.
1: something. I mean, it, it, it. so actually I should tell you a little bit about me and oral sex. It doesn't, oral sex doesn't really, I mean, I like it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's, it's very erotic and very arousing, Yeah. but it. I don't think I've ever had an orgasm that way.
0: Is it still something you enjoy as part of your foreplay or, or like oh, yeah. do you wish you could come from it? Oh,
1: I wish I, I wish I could.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think so. Um, but there is almost this, how do I say this, uh, kind of a respect thing associated with having an orgasm, you know, coming in someone's mouth or oh. whatever. That I just wonder if, is there a boundary thing there for me? Like,
0: have you gotten close or do you think it's oh, like a, a stopping? Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I get very, very close. Okay. Very close. And I really enjoy watching.
0: Yeah.
1: If that makes sense. Yeah. That watching part is just terrific. Like, like
0: looking down and watching someone go down on you.
1: Oh yeah, that's one yeah, of my no, favorite. I
0: love to like look up at people or whatever angle I'm at, you know. And sometimes yeah. I like, get an angle, especially if I'm deep throating, where you like cannot make eye contact. But it's like those are those are some of the hottest yeah. moments.
1: Yeah, and I like with my wife. I like looking at her hands mm-hmm.
0: when she does that. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I don't know what it is. I I I, I kind of have a thing for my wife's hands.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, where but... where are her hands usually when she's going down on you? Oh, she's also it's, touching it's... you.
1: Yeah, she's touching me kind of behind my balls a little bit yeah. and you know on on my shaft and yeah. there's this part where my the head of my cock is coming out and mm-hmm. then going back into her mouth yes. you know, it's like wow, it's it's really good. Yeah. Anyway, back to the back to the fairy story. So nothing I mean, it, we were it was pretty clear that something was going to happen um, on this <laughs> uh-huh. experience. So she basically took me back to her house and she was in, lived in a very wealthy part of Seattle, and we had sex, I think, uh, three times, which to me was, you know, that's as a kid, that's like heaven, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember the, the strange thing about the story was that w- we woke up, I spent the night, and I think I was like 19. Uh-huh. And her mom comes walking in the bedroom, and it wasn't a big deal.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> she says, Oh, hi, hello.
1: And, you know, I, this woman introduced me to her mom and, that is amazing and I, yeah
0: that's, yeah that is sex positivity
1: yeah yeah no it was it was it was it was pretty good and that was the like that was the last time i saw her she, wow. I, uh, she drove me home to the army barracks and that was it um that's
0: fantastic
1: so, yeah that was that was definitely a, a good story there was um anyway um yeah, so the army was was interesting in that sense. So, you know, I think I got a lot out of my system when I was in the army mm-hmm. in terms of you know sex and sexual relationships. And uh, when I got out of the military, I it was like a week later that I met my my first wife, oh. and we were together for twenty six years after that. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I know that you said you're not such a visual person necessarily in terms of attracted, part.
0: It's weird. I'm attracted to visual things like locking eyes with my partner or seeing someone naked. But in terms of like looks, I can't see. Like, I think I can. But sometimes when I check in with other people, like, I'm wrong, according to them. So, Uh, I don't know. uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, what's it? What's And this is actually one of the the more philosophical things I Mm -hmm. I was wondering about. Yeah. is, Is sexual attraction is so varied that you can't. I think it's wrong to say, yeah, I'm attracted to this kind of a person. Yeah. I am attracted to brunettes and with this t- body type and it's all over the map. And yeah, for me, and think, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I do know that, you know, wh- when I met my wife now it was immediate that there was, I mean, we had, I, I met her online. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I met her in person, there was like this immediate, immediate thing mm-hmm. that is just so far beyond and any other attraction. And, 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 and then you throw the words and the conversation on top of that. Yeah. And it's just, just it's just huge. Anyway, how I met yeah, my, my first wife, she, she was working in a, in a department store and I was just had this, this enamored feeling. And uh, I was with a buddy of mine and I said, dude, I got to ask her out. I don't even know her name. I don't know. I've never, you know, all I knew is that I bought something from her. Yeah. And, and I went back and hung out in, I remember hanging out in the sporting goods department for a while, trying to muster up the courage to ask her out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I asked her out and,
0: uh, and, I loved and it that was... you were waiting in the sporting goods department. Like you're like, okay, I'm be oh, yeah. very manly and just like soak up the man energy. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 No, it was, I was looking
1: for, it's like, well, where is she? Where is she? It's like, Oh my God, there she is. And so my friend yeah. just kind of pushed me, pushed me, pushed me to go ask her out. And, uh, and I did that. And, uh, we kind of hit it off and now, you know, there's two children born out of that experience. Yeah.
0: What is it like being with someone for 26 years?
1: Um, it was great until uh, the end. I think I like that. I mean, I, I'm monotonous I like having a, a very close partner. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I like see, like, I love seeing my wife every day. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I I miss her when I don't see her every day. I like, I, I bring her coffee every morning. <gasps> I like that very... You're amazing. Yeah, yeah well, that's it's my, my dream. job. No, she, well, she said that's the, those are the rules. Mm. So she laid that out.
0: Oh, maybe I'm just <laughs> no. doing it wrong. I don't like giving rules. I prefer to follow rules rather oh, than no, no, give no. them. But maybe I should give some guidelines or some helpful she, suggestions.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think maybe
0: that's
1: what she did. That's what she did. I love um, that. Yeah, so... Being in a relationship that long, it it is challenging. I think you know we I, I, we actively tried to, to continue to keep the spark alive, and we were always into date nights and, and mm-hmm. doing things. Um, and then when you throw kids on top of that,
0: that's what I was going to ask about. Yeah,
1: How- it becomes it becomes e- uh, even more challenging because mm-hmm. you just don't have time and energy for everything. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: as a, uh, as a single person that is only responsible for myself and my cat. I already struggle with that. So I can only imagine what adding another person and then two other humans <laughs> that you're responsible for is like, energetically speaking.
1: Right, yeah. right, yeah. That said, I think having having children with someone, and I, I witnessed the birth of both of my kids, it was one of the most amazing experiences I think I've mm-hmm. ever had. And it made me really, really appreciate women. And And I think in comparison to women, men are just, Man, we got it easy. I, I I could just tell you, we, we it's like our lives are, are so easy in comparison. And, but to, to but to watch my wife give birth,
0: yeah, and,
1: and 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 to understand what it takes to have a child growing inside of you, and mm-hmm. the challenges of the, the reproductive tract, yeah. you know, vagina, the uterus, the fallopian tubes, and all these different bits and pieces that really have to come together, and and what an incredible system it is. Yeah. That in the end, there are these six-foot-tall people that came <laughs> out of this experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: And 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 know that there are these challenges. In, in my wife and I, my wife is very, very much a feminist, and, and and I think that's one of the she's very, very powerful executive kind of person. And this is what why I find very attractive about her, is she's very, very um, strong in her views. And and they agree with mine, fortunately, mm-hmm. that you know here we have women with this, this incredible system, this reproductive system in them, and that re- women's reproductive health. I'll I'll say I'll, I'll put this out there is largely controlled by men.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if you look if you yep. look at legislation and whatnot, yes. and there is nothing more wrong than that, you it's, know.
0: That's we need to change that totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I remember, maybe it was a hat or a t-shirt that I saw somewhere that says, you know, get your politics out of my vagina yes. or something like that. Yes. And, and, it, and it's so true that, and I, and I think the trend, you know, that we, in, in, in the US, we we don't fund reproductive health. In the US, we don't do it across the world. And it's just so wrong yeah. to me. And, and, and the sad part is if you bring this
0: back to, to something, People could be having more sex. I know. That's the thing that I'm trying. I'm like, we could talk (laughs) about it. We can make laws that make us safe. We can get some health things in place. And then we can just be fucking and be. But here's. So I really do believe that if we were all having better sex, our world would change. I actually believe a lot of problems in the world are caused by this extreme repression and dissatisfaction and the disconnection we feel when we're not able to connect with someone in that way at all. For decades. So many people. I hear from so many people where it's been decades since they've felt close to someone in that way. And, uh, uh, you know, and then the conspiracy theory part of me wants to thinks that it's like, oh yeah, well of course they don't want to pass the laws that would make us happy and content and all of that. Cause there is profit to be made off of it. Squishing mm, people. Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree. And, and that's that, that connection part. Actually, that's, that's an interesting part of, of uh, I'll say the, the, the sexual evol- evolution of, of me, or maybe of people, mm-hmm. is I think that how you view sex and your experience with sex definitely changes throughout. You know, it been thirty-five years or something, mm-hmm. thirty years since I've been having sex. Well, yeah, almost forty years. Almost yeah. forty years. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, back in the day, it was all about boy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my business. I'm gonna have an orgasm, and that's that's great. Yeah. And now, not because I can't or anything like that, but there's there's it's it's uh, such richer experience when you can have a better connection with that person. And and that connection is in whatever way it is. I mean, it could be, you know, really, really hard, hard sex kind of a thing, just going for it. Or it could be this thing where, hey, you know, I'm just going to rub my body on yours for a couple of hours. And that is, that's incredible. I get to look at you. I get to touch you. I get to smell you. Um, I get to experience you as a person in this connected way that I don't with anyone else.
0: Yes, and I think when I'm hearing you talk, I'm feeling into the amount of permission that we have with a lover, and this is one of the things that I want to change in my own casual sex when I start having again, as I'm having it again for the first time in a while with partners that I'm not necessarily deeply connected to emotionally but it's creating a space for connection in the way that we are able in that moment and so Uh, it's like maybe I'm not going to marry this person maybe we're not even going to date but we can be like really good supportive friends and like supportive lovers of each other and I feel like the casual sex that I was having before I understood how to communicate sexually and understood some of my needs which again I'm still figuring out versus like what I'm able to co-create in a way that like allows for that connection, regardless of what it means in our lives, that's when right. I start to feel so delicious. Where it's like, yeah, just touch me. You have permission, you know. Yeah. And I'll and I'll yeah. tell you because I'm able to articulate my needs. You know, like I'll tell you if it's too much. <laughs> I love that. right, right.
1: So my wife and I have done uh, the, the you know the languages of love mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. and we're both touchers. It turns yeah, out that's, that's but we have different levels of touch. Oh, you can know? you talk? About she that? likes to. Yeah, she likes to, you know, we go to bed, we spoon. She likes to be held very, very tight. Yeah, there's the security aspect to it. I like that too. And and it's one of the best parts about you know, being married to her is she'll take my hand, and this is like another gift. Is, and she'll take my hand and put it on her breast.
0: Oh, that's I and, do that with people. I'm like, you, I feel so secure,
1: and yeah, safe it, and it, cozy. Well,
0: that, that that's good to hear.
1: And it's like, wow, this is this is this is a first
0: yeah. and it
1: just makes me feel comfortable. It makes me feel like, Oh, this is great. This, this, I feel wanted
0: yes. and desire. Yes. Oh, that's um, huge.
1: Yeah. And I like to touch it with, lots of strokes and very, very, very light tickles mm-hmm. kind of all over the body. So, you know, actually the past couple of days we've been binge watching this uh, sex education show. I don't know if you've watched sex, it, uh,
0: it. I've watched part of it. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, it's brilliant. And Ugh. so, you know, for, for like three hours, I'll we'll be sitting on the couch and and, and just kind of touching and stroking Amazing. and just in, in a non-sexual sort of way. I mean, it's not like I'm groping or anything right, like that. Right. I'm just touching and rubbing your feet and doing whatever. And that, that is really, really important to me for sure. In that connection sense, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, yeah. Um, I guess getting back to the, the, the sex story, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of my, my relationship with my wife ended uh, after 26 years, she had an affair and I caught her actually. That was kind (gasps) of traumatic. Uh, yeah. Um, on our anniversary, no, no less. Oh um, shit. Do you want to yeah. talk
0: about that? Do you feel like sharing about um, that?
1: Yeah, no, I've, told, I've told it enough times that I've always tried to be kind of as much of a romantic person as I can be, which isn't that much, but, um, we had a date <laughs> set up for that night. So I snuck down to, uh, the gym where she, where we worked out and I was going to put a card on her car and say, I'm looking forward to going out with you tonight. And, and she was in the car with her boyfriend, um, which oh. pretty much ruined the date night.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was, it was interesting, you know, because like, like I said, I'm been, I'm very, very monogamous mm-hmm. and uh, it was really, really hard to, to accept that. And it was, I mean, I was in therapy, pretty serious therapy and on some pretty serious anti-anxiety drugs for yeah. a while after that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing puts your sex drive in the toilet more than that shock and blow to your mind yeah. of total rejection. Yeah. And, and and it wasn't necessarily the sex part. It was the n- not being truthful.
0: Yes. And,
1: and the betrayal.
0: That's... I, I, if, you know. if I'm very honest, as I sit with myself as I'm dating for the first time, I actually think the reason that I am open to non-monogamy, it's not necessarily I want to have a million partners, it's I never want to be lied to. I would rather yeah. be with a partner that can be honest with me, that can work through the uncomfortable stuff, and be with someone with that mentality, because then maybe something comes up. Maybe we still don't stay together, but I never want to be lied to. So I yeah. I really connect with that.
1: Yeah, that was very, very hurtful. In fact. Yeah. I think I lost it a little bit for a month or so. I remember yeah. I actually, I actually moved back home with my mother. and I lived in my, my bedroom that I had when I was a kid.
0: Thank God. I mean, that sounds like a great, like, in terms of, like, comfort and just, like, a return to, like, childhood, the womb. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. It sounds, wow.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was. Okay, it was it worked out pretty well.
0: Did you say anything when you caught them? Like or did you just like talk about it later or was it like a in the moment blow up? Did they oh. see you?
1: Oh, they saw me. They okay. got out of the car. She okay. introduced me to him <gasps> and as just what? friend. Yeah, yeah. And I gave her a card. I said happy anniversary. And oh, uh, we walked off. Well, wow. oh, the worst part was is she she went into the gym and worked out. She didn't come home and talk about it for a couple of hours and I'm like totally having an anxiety meltdown.
0: Oh I, my God. That sounds so hard.
1: Pretty anxious person. Yeah. Um, so it was, there was a, 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 good solid panic attack right there.
0: Oh, <laughs> fuck.
1: Wow. Yeah. But, um, anyway, we, we got divorced, and I, uh, went online dating. In fact, one of the, I remember a good friend of mine, his wife, I was really bummed out and I said, I'm never gonna find anybody. Nobody's gonna wanna date me. You know, I'm you know, forty five years old or whatever. And I remember her saying, Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. And and I didn't really pick up on it what she was saying, but she it was enough to give me some confidence to go, Okay, yeah, maybe maybe I am somewhat desirable. Yeah. And then I, I went online and yeah, started dating that way. Um, but that was actually somewhat discouraging, primarily because I am very introverted. I don't, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do spend a lot of time by myself. So I ended up having a lot of coffee dates with people. I mean, this, and yeah. this, I'll say this, is I'm fairly traditional in the dating sense. Yeah. I'm not one to just start having sex with people. Yeah. And, and so, again, I was after the divorce and I was seeing a therapist and, you know, she kept encouraging me to you know, keep trying and keep trying. And uh, then I came along my, my wife's profile. And it was very minimalist. In fact, I still tease her about how minimalist it was. It was, uh, she had a couple of pictures and a few lines, but the most important line was that she was a successful introvert. And I said, I am in. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that.
1: That helped. But even in that, I was older than her age range. Okay. And I remember asking as politely as I could, because I knew I wanted to go out with her. I said, hey, you know, I'm I'm a little I'm one year out of your age range. Oh. Do you mind? You, oh. you know, I I acknowledged it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's really sweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she said, sure. and she said, you know, it's just arbitrary. I just put that yeah. put age 50. Yeah. I think I was 51 when we met.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Um, and uh, the, yeah, so we, you know, we had a dialogue online a little bit, and then we met for coffee. I remember, in fact, I told her again, I've I told her this story like four or five, a dozen times maybe, where we ordered our coffee and we're walking back to the, t- the tables and I remember checking her ass out <laughs> and, and thinking to myself, I want that really bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, it was it was so awesome. And we it was one of those 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 interactions where we we sat for like two hours. In fact, it was just at two hours because the time had just flown by, just disappeared. Yeah. And we it, we just synced up so well, and, and how well we communicated. And she had to to go off and do something, and then we had you know probably within the next week we met up a couple of times, and it was I think it was yeah there was a 3 day weekend involved and it was like in week 2 i remember it was week 2 and we we talked about we were very open about sex and mm-hmm. we knew that we liked each other and we were both very concerned about getting into sex too soon
0: i love that, that you that, guys were talking about it in these clear adult terms i love it
1: oh yeah no we you know that and i think that's the best part about my relationship with her mm-hmm. is we are very very open about communication as as much as we possibly can be and so we 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 talk a lot about a huge variety of topics, um, and so we were very open about that. And we said, you know, we don't want to have sex. But a three day weekend was coming up, and she did not have her son, so we decided to to sleep in the same bed together. <laughs> yeah, and you know, basically take it all the way around to third base is what we did.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> and we had. Yeah, you know, that first weekend was great. And we had, we, it was just spectacular. I remember going on hikes in, in Marin County. Mm-hmm. And it, it was coming around to, I think it was like a Monday afternoon where she had to go pick up her son at like four or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we were so turned on after spending, you know, three days, solid days together, just yeah. playing around and doing stuff like that, that we tried to have sex. And it was arguably the worst sexual experience both <gasps> of us have ever had.
0: Can you we please were, expand?
1: Oh, we could not coordinate. We were so nervous, oh. but, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we both kind of have performance anxiety, I guess, yeah. we'll, you know, we're both concerned about it. Um, and unfortunately we look back at it and we acknowledged it at the time. Yeah. Like, wow. This isn't working out so well. <laughs> and it's just, we were just nervous and we were rushed. Yeah. Cause it was like, okay, we've got 20 minutes or we've got 30 minutes or whatever. Let's, let's try this. Um, it did not work well mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it's it's a good story that we can look back on but that said i think because we we do have a really intimate relationship you know a strong emotional connection yeah. it, from then it has just grown to this i think we both acknowledge the most incredible sex life that we've ever had
0: I love that. And I find that story very inspirational because I do know several people that when they try sleeping with someone for the first time or two times and they're like, I don't know, it doesn't it doesn't work. They kind of give up. And it's like if you if you have a little bit of a connection, if you can talk about it, magic can happen.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, we talk. I I think I annoy her a little bit because I do (laughs) like to talk about sex more. Just understand. I just I. And this is why I like this show so much. Is yeah. I, I like talking about sex. I like learning about techniques. I like yeah. exploring ideas and, and, and whatever. And we have a, a bag of tricks, a bag of, of toys that is just growing. We're going to have to keep, keep getting bigger and bigger duffel bags. Because <laughs> gonna we are going to need a trunk
0: and then a closet and a then a trunk. room. <laughs> yes,
1: we're outgrowing our duffel bag that we carry around wherever we go. And...
0: Oh, my God. Do you really? <laughs> do you like taking on trips with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, we we take
1: a, a whittled down version.
0: Can you um, tell us what like what are the what's in it in the weekend the weekend getaway package?
1: Uh, the we it depends if if we're flying somewhere it's
0: no it's, if you're driving if
1: you're driving oh if we're driving it's the <laughs> it's full on
0: okay okay it's
1: dildos butt plugs the Hitachi everything handcuffs.
0: Oh, you told me that scarves. you hate Hitachi. Will you talk about that?
1: Oh yeah, so I'm gonna wanna I go details this... on these on these implements. Yeah, um, I, I well, I say I jokingly say that I hate the Hitachi. It's I can't comp- It's too good. Um, <laughs> we in so, for example, I mean I have this vivid memory of performing oral sex on my wife for a very long time mm-hmm. and not. I mean being being so close being right there and I'm 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 cramping a little bit maybe mm-hmm. I'm getting a little uncomfortable
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and she calls in the national guard thing of this <laughs> hitachi and just like boom done uh
0: uh-huh, uh uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and it, it's like the go to thing I mean I really enjoy it mm-hmm. because that augmented with a couple of other toys and techniques yes. um and she has really really I I believe really great orgasms you know and uh yeah so that's so i'm i i like toys i like exploring different techniques i I just because it's just my personality i i I have a really nice workshop and i like tools in my workshop and i look at sex toys as exactly the same thing yes Uh,
0: they how okay can i ask some questions about your sex toys and the specifics and how you use them yeah Sure. so do you have like multiple dildos multiple vibrators multiple things like that
1: How do you decide
0: which one or ones to use when?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. It it, is very dynamic. Sometimes like today I I said, well, why don't you reach into the bag and pull out what you'd like to play with? Mm -hmm. And so she pulled out her favorite little pink butt plug Uh and, uh, and so that it's like, oh, okay. So that things are, are looking in that, moving in that direction. That That's great. And then she pulled out the Hitachi, obviously, and you kind of get things arranged and, and you do your thing. I kind of like to surprise, like not have her not know what's going to happen. I love and, that.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: You know, so I might pull out her faves, but I might also pull out some other things to augment that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of depends on where things go. You know, you kind of, mm-hmm. sometimes it's over so quickly. I mean, yeah. And then we kind of, whatever happens in the moment, you know, she might have an orgasm first or I might have an orgasm first. It kind of depends on where we are, where we're each feeling and, and how the, the mood is going and, and whatnot. Yeah. And sometimes, you, you know, I, I won't have an orgasm. I'll, I'll give it a go, but it doesn't happen. And sometimes mm-hmm. she'll do the same thing. And, and mm-hmm. we're to a point where we just acknowledge that and, hey, that's just fine. You know, it's
0: Thank not... God, that's such a relief. I that's such a relief to hear. <laughs> I, th- I think we need to talk about that more because I think a lot of people are like, okay, but yeah, but eventually I want the orgasm. And it's like, yeah, but some some nights I just won't. Some nights my body's just like, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and and I, and I and I think that that men need to acknowledge that more yes. as well. Yes, yes. That and and to be honest, that we we all know how to take care of business on our own, mm-hmm. right? So that the orgasm part doesn't necessarily have to be the be all end all when you're with your partner. Yes. You know, it's great. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really awesome. But I think there's more important things at work when you're with someone
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: like I love, I just totally feed off of watching my wife have an orgasm.
0: That's awesome.
1: And bringing her, or helping bring her to this point of, of, of to that point. And, we like to talk, not necessarily dirty talk. Yeah. But we'll tell stories and and, and make up stories as we're going. Oh my so gosh, we'll,
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. So it's 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 pretty we try to be kind of creative. And so like you know,
0: what? Can you give an example? Well, okay. You don't have to give specifics, but like if you can.
1: So we'll like start making out, right? You're mm-hmm. you're in bed and you're making out and you're feeling each other out and then I'll say something. It's like, yeah, we'll how about if you know your girlfriend walks in and she sees us kissing and so it's just completely yeah. kind of fictitious yeah but playing off of some desires that i think we both have Beautiful. we'd like to explore and so and then she'll chime in and say yeah and, and, and she does this and then so we'll make up this story as we're getting more into it and so as we're actually
0: That's amazing
1: having sex you know you know maybe i'll finish off and say, okay, and now your boyfriend's going to come in and, and, and right after me or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or or maybe your girlfriend comes in with her strap on and, and does this and, you it's know, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty hot. That's hot. Yeah. That's a
0: co-created fantasy that's just like happening in real time. Like, amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's pretty, pretty good that way. Ugh. So, yeah, very, very enjoyable. I'm trying to think of...
0: Are there any, well, are there any fantasies that you like want to explore together that you just haven't gotten to yet?
1: Uh, yeah, I think we, (laughs) we, we talk about maybe going to a sex club and just watching, Mm -hmm. experience that. Like I've never, to be honest, I've never seen another man's erect penis. I have no Mm. idea beyond pictures and and whatever. I just think it'd be interesting to see how do, how do other men really have sex?
0: Yes, Totally.
1: what do they look like? Yeah. Yes.
0: That's, I mean, I love that. And I love going to, I've been to a handful of sex parties at this point. And that's yeah. one of my favorite things about it is just watching people and just getting yeah. to experience different people, not necessarily firsthand or first genital, but, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that, so I think that's it. Uh, you know, we, I, be, I think because, you know, I, I, adore a woman's body you know, my wife's body is just it's just un, unbelievable i just mm. and it, it, i every every piece of her body i love touching and kissing and rubbing and whatever and and looking at it. and and i think well boy what would it be like i have this fantasy of of experiencing that with another woman i would like to 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 see another woman perform oral sex on my wife oh or, yeah show my wife how to perform oral sex. Yeah. You know, those are some pretty real fantasies that I would like to experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And getting back to, you know, my wife's orgasm, she likes double penetration. She likes (gasps) she with, you know, toys appropriate with toys and me. And I wonder what that would be like with a real, the real McCoy, two are real you, McCoys. <laughs> are you
0: open to that? Cause that's one I of my fantasies be, too.
1: I think it'd be really hard to yeah, do. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: emotionally and, okay. and whatever, but who knows? I, 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 it would be definitely be a stretch. Okay. Definitely. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, it would quite but, literally. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Quite literally. Um, <laughs> but I know that, you know, since we've been exploring in that space,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: her orgasms have totally it's changed.
0: amazing. That's totally. Amazing.
1: Yeah, can so I ask I can, some
0: details about what you've explored?
1: Yeah, so, butt play, double penetration with dildos. Sometimes, you know, we have a strap on and sometimes I will put that on and have oh, two. Oh,
0: cool. <gasps> um, I want that. That sounds awesome.
1: Um, there are some logistical things that have to happen with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, in terms of just how it all works out geometrically.
0: Yeah. What are they? Like, do you have to be on top? Do you have to be behind? Does it Which holes uh, are you going in? Do you switch it up? Like, yeah, which one's going where?
1: <laughs> yeah, she usually has the, the dildo in her vagina and me in her butt. Yeah, her great. But there's like the lengths of things have to kind of scale appropriately. So oh, one yes, doesn't come point. out before the other. And there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little more complicated. Oh, in fact, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up is the acrobatics of anal play and vaginal play at the same time.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, you've got a left hand and a right hand. <laughs> yeah. And it's important not to get confused. Yes. For UTI sake. Yes. And so it's it is this really when I'm kind of at the helm, I'm I'm working in that area. Mm-hmm. It's very you know, you need lube in both spots and so yep. sometimes you need more lube. Yep. Okay, so how do you do that? How do you without getting one thing interfering with the other spot?
0: You want to keep your bacteria separate.
1: You definitely want to keep your bacteria separate. Yeah. So I've developed this little technique for it seems to work pretty well i take the 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 lube thing and i squirt a bunch on my thigh
0: uh-huh. oh. and i
1: use that for butt
0: yeah lube yeah
1: so that you know that I. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's very important and then the whole time i have to i want to touch myself and maybe mm-hmm. i'm stimulating myself and I have to make sure that I do that with the appropriate hand that hasn't been touching the other spot Mm -hmm. and sometimes it can you know it's challenging yeah yeah it takes (laughs) some coordination for sure it takes some coordination but um what I was going to say is uh with that I'll say with the, the butt plug and the anal stimulation there is for her there's I love exploring the spots and she's very 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 sensitive in you know, exploring with fingers and it's just an inch or two inside
0: yeah.
1: her ass is really important. Yeah. And so just moving around with that. And what I like to do is, is just get her to just that point and then go into that spot myself.
0: Yes. I love and, that. And,
1: and honestly, not like doing much, just kind of being there, mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. appropriately and slowly and having her finish off when I'm, there is, oh, it's the best. And yeah, unfortunately, when we do that, I can be kind of anxious and sometimes I can't, I don't I can't finish off mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because I yeah. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't totally. want to do anything. So I think she capitalizes on that more than I do, which is <laughs> fine by me.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you have such a wealth of glorious experiences. Can you reflect a little bit? I mean, as you said, you've been having sex almost for 40 years now. Yeah. Can you reflect a little bit on, I guess, I don't know, wisdom over time? I, I think
1: that wisdom would be, probably getting back to that, that, that ultimate climax part. Mm -hmm. And, and what I would like more of is, and maybe this is more philosophical, you don't have have to have sex, just have an orgasm. You can have sex and you can honestly just being turned on, having an erection and and, and for a while is, is awesome in its own right. Okay. And, and you don't necessarily, honestly, you don't really have to, have penetration to enjoy that experience. And if that experience can be in an evening, you spend two hours, three hours making out, kissing, stimulating, getting close and not having penetration. That's awesome. I mean, I would, I would definitely go there more like to go there more. Yeah. But I think as a culture, we have this thing where we have to Get to that point in fact my wife has brought that up that she is somewhat hesitant to go down a road because she doesn't want to have penetrative
0: sex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and she'll draw the line
0: yeah
1: at, at whatever and it's like hey i'm good with that but yeah. let's let's make out totally. let's kiss totally let's connect in other ways that you know that doesn't have to we don't have to end that way
0: i love that um, you said that out loud because i do think a lot of times women or female-bodied people are taught like that if I say yes to a little bit, I'm saying yes to a lot, particularly if I've already said yes to a lot previously.
1: You know? it, it, the, and that's, it, those are the, almost the exact words that my wife says.
0: Mm.
1: I, and, mm. and, and and I think that if we can re-educate or, or change the paradigm a bit yes, for, for men.
0: That's what we're um, doing!
1: yeah I hope so I hope so and in and, and one of the the things that I, the other things I wanted to bring up is the responsibility as a parent
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what do you do and so as as a, as a dad, I need to teach my boys to be good people mm-hmm. So in part of that being good people is is being respectful yeah you know don't do bad things to people and that and that very much includes the sexual realm don't don't push yourself on a person if they if 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 they don't want it. Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. in the end you're going to be much happier and probably have more sex because
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And you will appear sexier to other people when people are kind, when people are empathetic, when people can hold space for other people to have whatever emotions they're having, when they can create a safe space and be a safe person, it's so fucking hot and makes me want to rip their clothes off. You know, and so that's that's the message that I would like love to get through everyone's head, but particularly men, particularly heteronormative men. Like that that sort of just idea that like, no, 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 emotions are your superpowers. They are not a weakness. Creating a safe space oh. makes you fucking hot as shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and and I think part of that is is I'll say being vulnerable. Yeah. You know, being yeah. being being courageous. So being courageous enough and self being self-aware. Yeah. And, and and part of that is honestly being, is aging. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have the same sex drive that you do when you're 17. And your performance is different. And you have to acknowledge that things in your body change,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Can um, you
0: just, for the sake of normalization and talking about it, can you share what some of those details are?
1: Yeah, it's honestly, it's, it's more difficult to, an erection Mm -hmm. i mean in this and i'm a very healthy person Mm -hmm. i I exercise quite a bit i'm healthy i don't have cardiovascular disease but and and, but this is just the natural course of aging Mm -hmm. that you have less testosterone it is you know your 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 arteries become somewhat more clogged and it's more difficult to get erections and and there's a whole list of, of things that how your body changes and early on I'll say in my 40s, it was difficult to accept that.
0: Yeah, especially if that's the time that you're like going through a divorce and dating again for the first <laughs> time in decades.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, even even when I was even when I was married, I would get very, very, very frustrated. It's yeah. like, oh God, damn it! Yeah. What is going on? And, yeah. and just get really bummed out. And now it's okay. That's just part of life. Yeah. Um, and 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 so that's where I think broadening your your view of what that sexual experience can be is, is really, really helpful. And I, and I think that it's, it's a much richer experience. It's, and I would argue that I probably, I probably think about sex more now than I ever have in my life, Yeah. but it's a different kind of thing. And, um, Oh, speaking of that, being a little bit older, oh, maybe I can give a plug for vasectomies. Yes.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Please do. My, my former I, master had a vasectomy. And it was my favorite fucking thing.
1: Oh, man, you know, and the thing that pisses me off is I have married male friends that, that say, oh, no, I don't want to do that. It's, you know, that's I, I just don't want to do that procedure. So they'll have their wife be on hormonal birth control or whatever. And it's like, dude, you look are the biggest that. weenie. Yeah. And so it, it the procedure is so trivial yeah. and in and, and the healing time. And it's just it takes this whole worry out of your world. Yes. Yes. So it's uh, it's definitely, I definitely advocate if you're not going to have kids, not planning on it, get it done.
0: I agree okay. wholeheartedly. And if you're still seeing multiple partners, yes, use condoms, but also then you don't have to worry about where you're coming. Like, that's my favorite thing is like with new partners, I have to retrain myself to be nervous about uh, where cum is ending up because I used to just play with it in it around it you know i didn't i didn't yeah. have to worry yeah. for so long so yeah yeah oh, definitely big definitely. fan of that and can you tell people um, just a little bit like did it hurt what did it feel like what was your recovery time like for oh, people that haven't heard
1: recovery well, so that was uh, it was another interesting sexual experience believe it or not my doctor was like 80 when he did it I mean, he was very old <laughs> yes and it was but it was i i think it was kind of a funny story um my doctor would train medical students or medical assistants and so he would have these trainees from the local junior college come in and i remember him calling his assistant in after he'd done this initial incision mm-hmm. um, which is just trivial it's like i don't know half a half a half an inch long or something like that on each side of, of your your uh, testicles mm-hmm. and they pull the the vas de friends out. I think that's the right way to say it. And they they snip it and they they turn it around, they cauterize it, and mm-hmm. flip it back around, stitch it up. And uh well the medical student they called in, he called in, was one of the hottest looking, she was absolutely stunningly, she was stunningly beautiful. She was probably 20.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm in my mid-40s <laughs> and my junk is all out there and she comes in and it was like this symbolic thing that this beautiful woman was was that's cauterizing me amazing. She, she was learning how to do this procedure and i mean it was it's just humorous yeah um, and uh but I, it, it's almost like there was this light shining behind her as she walked in i realized it was just the hallway light <laughs> yeah but it was it was pretty funny oh, that's um awesome. but it's a, it's very simple you know there's a, a mild discomfort it's not as uh Difficult as getting a piercing down mm-hmm.
0: there. Um, have you had a piercing?
1: I've had a few. Oh, what <laughs> I have a few.
0: A few on your genitals?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's where um, are it's,
0: they in a row? How do they what?
1: So what? Yeah. <laughs> what is that like?
0: How does it affect sex?
1: Well, I think uh, I my wife likes them. Yeah. So actually I had, I started off with what was called a frenum piercing, which is on the bottom side
0: Yeah.
1: of, and uh, I, I had two of those and they weren't comfortable for her at all. Okay. They, um, oh, and,
0: for her, and it yeah.
1: just, it just rubbed kind of the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I took those out. And so we actually, when I first went to get mine, she got her, uh, a clitoral hood <gasps> piercing.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: so we kind of had these matching piercings and we said, okay, we're going to budget this out and figure out the calendar so we can yep. do this together so we can heal and, and all that. And that was the hardest part about getting yeah. it is not having sex for a yeah. while.
0: Yeah. How long but did you have to wait? Weeks? Oh,
1: yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Ch- months, a couple of months. maybe. Yeah, yeah. And we obviously did it before we were supposed to. Because <laughs> that's the way oh, you yeah. say we should wait this <laughs> amount of time. And we couldn't wait. So I took those out. And like a year later, I got a, a Prince Albert piercing. Mm. And uh, I, th- it was like, when we did start having sex after that, I she experienced different kinds of orgasms
0: Whoa. and for
1: me it re- really helped because it kind of increased the sense of my sensitivity a bit Wow! Um, which is uh you know that's one of the things you lose you lose sensitivity when you get older mm-hmm. so it really helped me have more orgasms that oh, way yeah and the real subtle thing that happens with that is is when you go to the bathroom you feel naughty all the day long because you're touching this piercing you have this thing oh sticking out the end of your Yes. Yeah. and so you're like kind of aroused not sexually I mean you don't yeah, have an yeah, erection yeah. or anything, about it, but easy. it's in your mind it's like oh this and for me working in my industry mm-hmm. you know it's a somewhat conservative mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. have tattoos and piercings out necessarily yeah. but I know that I have this little secret nice. so anyway I have a couple of others down there I have one on my scrotum and cool. then I just got one like two months ago it's called a pubic piercing it's uh, kind of at the base of my shaft. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, so, um, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting thing. And one of the, the interesting things is 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 the relationship with the piercing person. Um,
0: oh, have you been visiting the same one?
1: Yeah. <gasps> yeah. That's and awesome. so my wife and I go to San Francisco to do this. Mm-hmm. And there's a really cool shop down there. And this woman is... Dude, wait.
0: Can you give them a shout out or is that too, like...
1: Oh yeah, it's called Cold Steel America. Cool. Um, yeah, it, and they're in the Hate District.
0: Yes, I'm Um yeah. there.
1: Yeah, um, totally a cool place. And and uh, this woman, she's it's, there's this strange. It's a really strange experience. I go in there with my wife. Yeah. And I lay on the table and I pay this person to cause harm to my <laughs> my sex organ. Yeah. And and and. It's, it's sexual, but it's not. I mean, I don't uh-huh, necessarily uh-huh. get aroused, but she's touching my penis, and she puts a hole in it. Oh, my gosh. And it, it hurts a little bit. I mean, it's pretty acute pain. It doesn't hurt long-term necessarily. But I look forward to going back each time. That's awesome. And, and the same woman. And so this this woman has this – there's an attraction to this woman that I wouldn't otherwise have yeah. beyond that experience.
0: <laughs> so wow. it's kind of a –
1: I have this subtle dominatrix Totally, yeah. I, you know, and that's one of the things that I, one of the fantasies, I guess, with my wife is her being a dominatrix. And so this kind of helps play that out a little that's bit, so I guess.
0: Do you think you're going to get uh-huh. more?
1: Uh, no, I like, think. What I'm else good. could
0: you pierce? I was like, okay, that's because my brain was out of ideas. I didn't know that. Yeah. I already didn't um, know about those. I didn't know you could pierce a scrotum. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. That's great. I will. Well, that was okay. That's my other question. Have you ever posted or thought about posting like anonymous Nether regions photos on the internet? Because I feel like people are into that.
1: (laughs) Uh no, no. (laughs) very. I don't do it. I'm very much a a private person. This is definitely the most public thing I've ever done in my (laughs)
0: life. Wow.
1: Well, we are very
0: grateful for that. (laughs)
1: uh, That said, my wife and I do like to go to these clothing optional (gasps) spots.
0: Yes. Okay. What is that like, especially with piercings? Have you gone since you've had all these piercings? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, you definitely, it's it's interesting. You get the double look. You know, it, it's very, so <laughs> it's the, the spas are very, very professional. Mm-hmm, you know, people mm-hmm. are very cool. Yep. You, you, you don't just stare at people. No, you're, just, like you're just naked.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: very subtle. That said, when you're walking into the pool or whatever, people look at you, then they look at your nether regions mm-hmm. and then they look back at you mm-hmm. so you get this double look thing it's like oh interesting huh. <laughs> and there are a few other people that have them yeah but it, it is kind of a, a funny reaction that you get and, awesome. and one of the things i that i really appreciate about the clothing optional thing is i, I mean i love being naked
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I just walk around my house naked all the time <laughs> me too and it's the best it's the best um but what's great about these clothing optional places is you realize just how diverse the world is. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is different. Everybody yeah. size, shape, color, whatever, it's all out there.
0: Yeah.
1: And and there are no ideal, you know, the, this thing, the marketing body types that people sell, say that Hollywood sells, yeah, doesn't exist.
0: No. Nope.
1: And, and and it's really sad that that we have this. And so I believe that we have people that are just uncomfortable with themselves because of this, this, this stereotype that is pushed on us. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. I agree. We don't need to have body image issues. We are who we are. Yeah.
0: You know, it's, it's so hard. And that, uh, are you on social media? Do you know that I wiggle on Instagram every day?
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to have so, to, I'm not on social media, but it's okay. I, I, so,
0: uh, on my personal instagram every day i may i do at least now a minute because instagram updated its rules and i wiggle in my underwear um and i the point is to wiggle all of my wiggly body parts which like i have really lucky jeans and i barely work out and i look okay but i still mm-hmm. have wiggly parts and for me yeah. moving them around is a literal act of self love like it's a self love body positive movement in a very literal right. way right. and i I'm eventually writing a project that's going to go with it. That's going to be body positive and all of that. But I, that's why I started wiggling because I was like, these are good parts too. We don't need to be worried about them.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's just who you are. And we need to, we need to kind of get over ourselves and try yeah. to, trying to make ourselves like, I don't know, agree. the Kardashians or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's just nonsense and, to sell stuff.
0: I agree. Agree. And the plastic surgery. I'm just like, I mean, you do you, but also like regular you is great. You as is is great. That's what I I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally.
0: Okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say?
1: I, I think I'd probably go back to time zero, uh, time zero of my sexual, mm-hmm. you know, of having intercourse yeah. and, and relax into it you know, be kind of be more present and don't be so in your head, Yeah. you know, just experience the moment and experience what is happening and don't, don't worry about, Oh, what do I look like? Or yeah. am I doing this right? And don't be so stressed out about it that I think, and, and, and explore more, you know, I think back of some missed opportunities and go, Oh man, I really blew it on that one.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, but I th- that would probably, probably be helpful. And, it, and the thing is, is it, it's, that's not just experience. That's just not advice in the sexual realm. It's, it's, it's life experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know Things are going to be all right. Don't worry about it. Experience the moment, be more present. I think that's good.
0: I love that. I'm still trying to learn that lesson myself now today.
1: <laughs> well, but if you, if you, if you, if you, if you think about it, that's why they call it, you know, when you meditate, you practice, practice. right?
0: Yep. yep.
1: And, and, and hopefully I'll be 90 and still going, okay, I got to continue to be in the moment and yeah. you know <laughs> i don't think yeah. you ever master it <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and lastly yeah. do you have a sex question for me
1: yeah so what would your utopian world look like in terms of of sex
0: oh, oh i love <laughs> this question My utopian world, I understand it's not everyone's utopian world. Well, first of all, it would be naked. We would be like happy, happily naked in like some sort of, since it's a utopia, the climate is perfect for each person. personal, like, I know people like different temperatures. Mine's like 78, 79. A lot of people like it cooler. Some people like it Mm -hmm. warmer. So Mm -hmm. there would be that. And I dream of a world where there is openness that comes with explicit communication like the baseline is there will be respect there will be clear communication there will not be pressuring there will be enthusiasm like just enthusiasm all around I want a world where people (laughs) don't all this sounds so great I want a world where people have enough self-awareness there's enough sensitivity to look within and if they don't know the answer to be able to say that and if they do know the answer in the current moment, they're able to share that so that their partners can make decisions with full agency. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I've been running into lately myself. It's not that people are trying to be liars or trying to be bad people, but it's it is we're trying to figure ourselves out as we go. And so I dream of a world where we take into account the humanness of that and can still engage in the meantime. Like if you're monogamous, fine, just say so and then hold your agreements. Oh God, yeah, I dream of a world, a sexual world where we can keep our agreements and change them if they need to be changed before the fact, you know? And then obviously like that, so that's like the base layer and then just like pleasure and touching and piles of people who want to be there and like cozy quiet spots for people who don't want to be in public and, you know, just... just. It's the openness right. and the communication that I really dream of.
1: Yeah, I think that there's uh, more evolution that has to happen in how we look at ourselves and how we view ourselves and, and how comfortable we are with ourselves in our, in our own heads. Yeah. And that's, the, I think, that self awareness part. Yeah. That it's, it's hard.
0: I think it's a cultural shift that I think it actually wants to happen. And I think it's really tough for a lot of people because we've been taught with movies, with media, with everything for decades, <laughs> that that we don't yeah. talk about it, that men chasing women is the norm. And, you know, I even in some recent media, like I was watching BoJack Horseman last night, which is a show I love. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there's uh-huh. it's not important. But there's a storyline where there's a man and a woman and they're working together. And as I was watching it, I was just like, but they're not talking about it. They're like fumbling blindly. Like he pulls this stunt where it's like, oh no, there's only one hotel room bed, but then she's like into it and pounces on him. Mm -hmm. And that makes me uncomfortable. Like, cause it's still borderline rapey and Bojack Horseman is a progressive show. But for me, I'm like, if you both want to fuck each other, then instead of being sneaky and getting a hotel room that has one bed, just be like, Hey, I like you. What do you think? Yeah. Like stuff like that, you know, and then like when they're saying goodbye, like they can't communicate about their feelings. And eventually they do, but it's in this very hidden way. So I understand right. that that works for a lot of people and is the preferred method for a lot of people. But I think, you know, in that story, in that situation, both of them were like willing yeses. I think it breaks down when one of them is not a willing yes, but now feels pressured and is in an uncomfortable, like I think it's not okay personally.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Right. No, I've had very similar conversations with my wife mm. of that, of what happens in that, in mm. that situation and that subtle pressure that may arise out of the situation. And yeah. in, in, I find really interesting is it seems like it comes back to one's ego and 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 your, the relationship that you have with yourself. Yeah. And and what do you feel is appropriate? And some that that's a squishy boundary. Yes. Some people uh, aren't comfortable talking about things, and, and we'll just kind of go along and, and and end up with a situation that is not right. Yeah. For them.
0: Yeah.
1: It's 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 very. It's hard.
0: It's it's hard. <laughs> you know, and so that's why, obviously, for me, communi- I'm able to communicate and love communicating about it. I know that's not what everyone prefers, but I think it's a tool yeah. we definitely have. And I'm not a mind reader.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. My, my my wife tells me that, too. <laughs> she yeah. tells me, I can't, I can't read your mind. You can't read oh, your mind. right, right. Yeah. I need to speak. <laughs>
0: yeah. I prefer that. I prefer the clarity. And, like, it's okay if you change your mind later. Just update me. Yes. Jack... Thank you so much for being on this show. Oh, it's a pleasure. It was really fun. Amazing. But I
1: did it. This is definitely a growth experience for me, for sure.
0: We are so (laughs) glad to have you.